Welcome to the Gamer Joe's podcast. On today's episode, we'll check in with everyone to see how their quarantine is going. Next, we'll get into what we've been playing. Then, we will all discuss our main review, the multiplayer hit, Valheim. Finally, we'll briefly discuss some Trader Joe's snacks that we think will be great to munch on while gaming. be your host for the day, Nathan. That's two N's and one T. Today on the podcast, we have Mitch. My name's Mitch. I'm the handsiest boy. (laughs) (laughs) How am I going to top that? That's amazing. (laughs) We have uh, Steve. (laughs) That was going to be my (laughs) question. I have to think of something else now. My name is Steve and I like to party. I think that's good. Party on. Party on. Party on, Steve. And we have Ryan. Help me, Ja. And Suli. Yeah, but do. All right. <laughs> so, uh, first, considering it's still quarantine, I just want to go around and see how everyone's go- uh, quarantine is going. What about you, Mitch? Uh, lately, I've started the interview process for uh, software again. So Nathan has let me borrow cracking the coding interview and I've started reading that. Other than that, I'm just, you know, happy to be working from home and playing a lot of video games. Yeah. Living the life. Truly. What about you, Steve? Um, Anything going on in your life? Oh, nothing much. Um, When you say nothing much, I I know that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, um, (laughs) Planning a wedding. Uh-huh. But <laughs> in, in the next that, couple of months, right? Yeah, yeah. So it takes up most of my time. <laughs> yeah, yep. as it should. It's important. But uh, it, how, how's that? How's that during COVID? Uh, uh, I'm sure it makes a stressful situation even more stressful. Oh yeah. Um, I think uh, for one, you can't have that many people. Yeah. Um, and uh, most people, what they're doing. I know some other people planning their weddings. They just push back the reception. Um, right. But for some people, they've pushed it back already. They thought it'd be gone by this spring, and it clearly is not. So um, all that stuff's going to be in 2022, most likely. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. What about uh, Ryan? Anything going on lately? Um, I uh, attempted to make my homemade sausage a couple days ago. Turned out pretty well. Just time-consuming and... You know, cutting meat into tiny chunks and feeding it through a grinder just takes the takes the life out of you. Are you um are you utilizing the the freeze the meat technique when you do that? I refrigerated it. I refrigerated it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Makes makes it a a better, a more coarse maybe. Meat? Yeah, just it makes it easier to to grind uh, to grind it up. Yeah, yeah make it more sense. consistent. But it turned out good. I put a lot of spices in it, made it kind of chorizo like, oh, and nice. then I smoked it. 
Oh yeah, you're a big fan of the smoker. Are you um are you eating it with anything special? Maybe some pasta or something? I made enchiladas. Oh, very nice. That sounds amazing. And what about you, Suli? Anything going on with you? Um, yeah, actually I could relate to uh the last two two topics. I, I recently got engaged. Congratulations. Last week, two weeks ago. Congratulations. Uh, thank Congrats. You. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so that's that's been fun. Not up to where uh, Steve is yet. Still no wedding planning, but hopefully soon we'll uh, we'll start sorting that out. And also, I've been baking a lot. I made donuts last week. I baked a cake today. Normally, you don't bake donuts. How did they turn out? Uh, they were really good, fresh. The the lady who gave the instructions though on YouTube, she messed up. Instead of using, she like put like the uh, like the metric measurement for milk. <laughs> and she like equaled that to like half a cup when in reality her metric measurement equaled one cup. So I put half cup oh, instead no. of one cup. And uh, I think it made them a little less fluffy as I would have liked, right. but um, they were still really good fresh. But the next day, like, eh, they're all right. <laughs> I'm going to try to do, do it again and, and actually glaze it next time. So that'll be, uh, hopefully that'll be better. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like we're all, we're all keeping pretty busy. Not a lot to do, but uh, I think we're all cooking more, uh, playing games more. Um, these things are, I don't know. Healthy. Yeah, healthy. We're getting new skills also, which is cool. I, I like that. For me, the most exciting thing is that uh, we had a get-together with our pod. Wait, what actually, is my pod? Oh, a pod. Okay, I can explain what a pod is. So it's kind of like the only people that you see um, in person. Are considered your pod. Um, gotcha, and gotcha, gotcha. There are rules like to a pod where if you like go somewhere or like do something that you might think that like might endanger you, you just like tell your pod and be like, hey, I, I went to like the doctor or something the other day. And, um, you know, just letting you guys know and then let them decide, you know, whether they feel safe like seeing you or not, you know. So you're just like 100% transparent with everyone. So, um, yeah, that was uh, it's our pod. Maybe we can talk about uh, what we've been playing. Um, I'll start out with Mitch. Um, I see you've been playing a game. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, Civ Six. If you ever want to just like blow through four to six hours, just boot up Civ Six. <laughs> that sounds right. I was big into Civ Three. Civ Three is my game. I haven't played it in years, but it was so much fun. <laughs> I highly recommend six. I played five in 2013 and then like seven year break. And now I'm at Civ six, <laughs> but it's really fun. Um, what I like most about it is like, I don't remember playing Civ five that much, but as Steam tells me I have a hundred hours or so long. <laughs> so I go to play Civ six and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I set it on easy difficulty and I remember like, oh, science victories are like the most straightforward. And I start playing and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm having so much fun. <laughs> but I like that. Like now I'm like, okay, now I'm getting more familiar with it and I'm learning about the game. And I'm like, ah, now I see how to do other victory types. And like, it's a real grower, but you don't need to know anything about the game to spend a ton of time on it, which I think is really impressive for a video game to pull off. Um, my favorite leader, I highly recommend if you guys play I highly recommend you guys play Nubia. And then like she has a unique unit 
that's an archer that's just straight up overpowered and just spam the archer until you dominate the entire world by like <laughs> turn 100 out of 500. It's so much fun. I played Nubia and I played it straight. And uh, right now I've got a Japan game going. And yeah, it's a blast. Yeah, I used to do the same thing with uh, Persia and Circe's. There's like, I don't know if they still have Immortals. They do. And they would just, uh, yeah, go through everyone because they were so advanced for that. For that era. Iron stage. Yeah, that era. I'll have to try out, um, maybe I'll go back in time because you mentioned Civ 3 is your favorite. I'm kind of curious about the earlier Civs because I never played before 5. I played 4 mostly. I'll try 4 too. I'm curious about the differences. I was always the Romans and they had a special early game unit which can only be uh, created once you've had iron. And so I would just create a bunch of scouts as Romans, find iron before anyone else, go straight there, and I'll lose if I don't find iron. If I do, <laughs> I just spam that early game unit. <laughs> was, it the, was it the Legion? I, maybe the, the pre... I thought it began with a P. Some sort of legionary Roman type. Like a pikesman? <laughs> was it a hoplite? It, it had a special name. I can actually look I it remember up. Hoplites from Romans. Because <laughs> I know Alexander the Great, he's got an early game unit. And Nathan, we're totally taking over your podcast and just turning it into the Civ Talk. The Civ Talk, yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, but yeah, that's. I, I remember one thing I read about Civilization 4 that they changed in Civilization 5 was in Civ 4, you could like stack units on top of each other so you could have like five soldiers on one yes. hexagon and then in Civ 5 they took that away and I remember that was a change that many people were like whoa wait I can't just I can't just have like a death square that I move one tile at a time I kind of want to go back in time and try that out that sounds very fun and game breaking I mean what I find interesting is that you've all played different civs and uh, well, well, Sully, why do you think that like you stopped uh, playing Civ like after three? Um, I don't know. I just, I don't. I never really played the game correctly. I just played it for like military domination. And once I like owned the board, I would just get bored. I never really made it that challenging for myself. I kind of just used it as like a stress relief kind of game. Right. And I mean, every like four or five years, I remember picking it up. I haven't played it in a couple of years, but. Uh, I also just have a CD-ROM version that <laughs> a friend of ours from high school. I don't know if I, I want to name drop a name, but uh, well, I guess a former friend, I should say, uh, lent me this CD. And I just forgot to give it back, so I still have that CD-ROM <sighs> somewhere. Um, but if my laptop accepted CD-ROMs, I probably would still play it. I just I'm too lazy to uh, to download the new version. But it was a very very fun game. I would definitely play it again. That's amazing. I'm actually really in the mood for it right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, Steve, um, what have you been playing uh, recently? I've been playing uh, Tomb Raiders 1, 2, and 3 <laughs> on my computer. Are you talking about um, the PlayStation 1 Tomb Raiders? Uh, yes. Wow. So I got them on Steam and used a, uh, a key to joy uh, software so I can play with the controller. Um, I'm sorry, it's Joy to Key. And um, my experience has been uh, pretty... <laughs> well, there, there's pros and cons. So if you've never played Tomb Raider before, you're going to play these games and hate it. It's, it's pure nostalgia. Um, <laughs> right. Right. So if you have played them in the past, um, 
the you know a pro would be the Tyrannosaurus Rex levels. Uh, one, two, three each have their own dinosaur level, and those are like amazing. The reason I play them, um, and also a uh, nice thing about Tomb Raider. Aside from that, uh, like every once in a while, some nice music chimes in. And that's like a purely Tomb Raider thing. You can be just solving a puzzle and all of a sudden like some sort of like instrumental like comes. It's just so nice. Um, But cons, uh, well, every animation you do, like the block pushing puzzles are the worst because each time you, you push a block, it's like three or four seconds. And if a puzzle requires like, you know, so many pushes, it's like minutes for for a thing that you can solve instantly by looking at it. Oh, you just have to like get the block there and you know you can jump on things now. So there's a big lag between, you know, solving a puzzle and executing the solution. That's just not that. Uh, that that's, that's the most frustrating thing I found like, <laughs> with games where you know how to do it, but for some reason the game won't let you solve the puzzle. That's, uh, yeah... I could, I could empathize with that. That's very frustrating. But it sounds like, you know, these are pretty old games. Mm-hmm. You know, they're made for a pretty old system. Uh, you know, it's just one of those limitations, I think. Well, I, th- I don't a- think it is. Uh, they could have just made the animations faster. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's just, um, there's so much potential. If only every level was like the T-Rex level. Right. Uh, it was. It would have been amazing. Um, right. and, and that's another thing with the battles they have no strategy like uh, Lara will automatically point to any enemy and you just hit the fire and jump away. Or ideally you can get on a, on a cliff of some sort and just be totally out of danger and fire. And that's, that's it. That's how you fight. Right. You can easily cheese like the enemies and like not much strategy. And sometimes enemies, they did do a little bit of AI where if you try that, they'll like go in the next room and wait there, <laughs> but not always. So, right. That's funny. Yeah. Have you found any differences between the one, two and three? Oh yes. So they had new moves and the first game had no outdoor areas. Um, and then Intermediate two, the first levels, uh, the great wall has an outdoor sky, which is really nice. Um, and then Tomb Raider 3 gets really weird with their levels uh, in, in a way like you won't be able to beat it without a guide. There's no way um, you would be taking hours because there would be like a little switch somewhere that's just obscure and the levels are big enough where you'd have to do a lot of back and forth, you know, like find the three keys to open this gate, you know, and they're just spread out. Yeah. Interesting, but uh, overall, um, are you going to continue playing Tomb Raider or probably not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how much again did you uh, pick them up for on Steam? Oh, you? I, I I had them just sitting around in my Steam. I think oh, they were okay. like a couple bucks. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. spend more than a couple bucks if you ever wanted to try these games. Yeah, what, what about? Would you recommend them if like? Are people are people are looking for some nostalgia, you know, oh, just yeah. If, uh, yeah, if they play them before, play them f- before. Sure. Um, yeah. It's kind of funny to just like, like <laughs> just to go through the levels and, and just kind of remember being stuck here before. 
but as a different version of yourself. <laughs> right. That's funny. Okay. What about you, Ryan? Have you been playing anything recently? Uh, well, the outside of the title uh, game we're talking about, I played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles for the Switch, which has been pretty cool. Uh, I have been on a kick recently of playing games that are slightly JRPG-ish. And so Xenoblade is kind of in that realm, not fully, but you know, it still checks a bunch of the boxes. Uh, so I've been enjoying it so far. Right. How, how is it on the Switch? Is that a, a native game? Uh, I think it was for the Wii U initially, or the Wii. Oh. This is the yeah. This is the Switch version of it. Right. How's it running on the Switch? Yeah, it runs pretty well. If you were to like recommend this game. Can you think of another game like if somebody played? Uh, probably like Kingdom Hearts or maybe Final Fantasy. Um, Does it do the same thing where like I thought the world building was really cool? Like you're on a giant um, Titan. What did they call it? It's like a giant monster, right? The premise is you're on like uh, what Mitch said. It's a, a mechon, which is basically like a giant like Titan robot. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> Size of a country. Yeah, and there's like different bases and like civilizations that are on these robots. So it's uh it's pretty unique just the way that it approaches the actual world and you know how people live in it. Okay, that's great. Um let's go to Suli. Um what have you been playing? Yeah, so uh for any of you who haven't heard of this game, it's called Minesweeper. No, I've and never heard the of this uh game. Yeah. <laughs> this game you're on like a it's a it's a two D board. <laughs> You can, I think you can go by 10 by 10, I don't know, 20 by 20, or I think 60 by 60 is the largest. Whoa, really? That's the one I play on on my phone. Holy crap. It's a good and, option. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. What, what um, about the graphics? Are they good? The graphics are pretty <laughs> good. They, uh, the gray is very realistic looking. Nice. The, uh, the bombs, when you mess up, um, they're frightening. They're very realistic. Um, yeah, the purpose of this game obviously is to, uh, you know, avoid the bombs. It's like a strategy, uh, critical thinking game where click, a click a cell and it gives you a number and there's that many number of bombs around you. And yeah, it's, uh, I, someone mentioned earlier, I think it was Ryan, you have to play like long-term games where you really get invested in the story and, and all that. I'm the opposite. I like very short and quick games. Just because I don't really have the time to, uh, I just don't have the, I really don't have the time to to play games that much. Unfortunately, I wish I could, but with work on all that, I like to like, keep it short. That's why I liked uh, Hades as well. It was very quick. It was kind of quick. Well, for me, it was quick. I died pretty fast. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, Minesweeper is is great when you're commuting because uh, at least for me in the morning, it like stimulates your brain. Uh, I always try to beat like the 60 by 60 before I like reach a certain spot, uh, reach a certain spot. Um, it's really fun to play too. I listen to like really intense, fast music. I feel like that makes me go faster. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I used to play it when I commuted every morning. I would play like two or three games and uh, I have been going to the city recently. So I have been loading that up. I can't play it if I'm not in the subway. I just, it just feels wrong. <laughs> so I have to be like traveling somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's a very fun game. Uh, lots of nostalgia. I think I first played it 
when I was like uh, doing take your parents, take your child to work day on like my dad's work computer to pass time that and that uh, that pinball game. So there's a lot of nostalgia there. And uh, yeah, highly recommend it when you're uh, commuting. That's awesome. I, I think people will be surprised to hear that you can actually beat Minesweeper. For, for me, at least, it was uh, just one of those fun games where you just click randomly and hope that you don't hit one of the bombs and see how yeah. far, how many clicks that you can do. Um, yeah, it wasn't until I got older that you can actually, that I figured out that what those numbers actually mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what um, is the app that you're using called Minesweeper? Do you know? I believe it's just called Minesweeper. Um, let me pull it up right now. Yeah, it's Minesweeper. Oh, actually, like the easy is nine by nine. The medium is sixteen by sixteen. Advanced is sixteen by thirty. So it's not as big as I thought it was. Maybe on the actual piece. Sixteen by sixteen would be very fun, though. I would enjoy that. Oh, the main thing is if you get like a good start, if you click on a cell and you get a really good opening, you can really take that opening pretty far. Yeah. Um, like it's pretty easy, and then maybe like after you clear all the easy ones, there's like a then you gotta like start thinking a little bit. But it's it is fun. Awesome. That'll probably get us to uh, the main review. Speaking of world building, um, uh, Valheim, it's an early access game on Steam. Um, I think only out on PC. So why don't I go Mitch first? Um, maybe you can give us your experience playing Valheim and whether you liked it or not. Okay. I think it's a super cool game. Like I totally... Have you ever like, heard the saying like, I appreciate what you're doing. I just don't necessarily like it. Right. <laughs> I think that's how I feel. I'm just, I'm so bad at like crafting survival games. Um, so I started playing it alone. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm so confused. And I think I died like four times. And then I started punching some trees. And then uh, I got confused again. And I was like, eh, I'll play this again later. And I refunded it. <laughs> and then you see... <laughs> um was like hey you want to play with us and i was like oh i actually refunded it <laughs> but i bought it again <laughs> and i joined you guys and i played for maybe an hour or two i don't remember how long i was on and i gotta say playing with friends is so much fun right i don't think i could play it alone but like with friends like we were building a house and like it was so fun being like ah let's make let's see how high this like stairwell can go and right let's make this roof like really big and the forever home was super fun. I, it was just a good time. Right. I, I can't talk about right. the gameplay very much, but I can talk about the social aspect is like a 10 out of 10. It's, it's just, it's great. Yeah. Viking hangout. Um, that's, that's like, <laughs> should be the tagline. Yeah. It just felt like a Viking hangout. And like, once I right. looked at it that way, I was like, oh man, this is actually really cool. Right. That's awesome. Okay. Um, let's go to uh, Ryan. What did you think of uh, Valheim? Uh, so I, I have to admit, I'm probably a little bit more obsessed than Mitch is with this game. Uh, I'm playing a, a pretty decent amount, um, both solo and uh, with a group. And I think the one thing that is really cool to me is just, just how vast the worlds are and how both relaxing exploring the worlds can be but also how intense it can be if you want to make it that so the world is kind of split into various biomes in each uh you don't initially know the difficulty level of each but when, once you figure it out you can uh really explore the world for the most part 
and have a type of gameplay that you want, whether you're trying to relax and just take in some of the scenery and, you know, build a house or farm or collect some stuff, you can keep to specific areas. And if you want to go out and fight some skeletons or fight some dinguses, then, you know, you can go to areas that will have that. And so I think it, it really offers a lot uh, of depth and just a lot of options. And, you know, it doesn't really even get into the progression system of uh, weapons and armor that you have. And especially for an early access game, I think they uh, have done a pretty good job of, you know, keeping things to a, a level where you know how you're progressing and you don't you don't often feel overwhelmed and you don't often feel underwhelmed. So I think that's done pretty well. Speaking of the early accessness, um, have you encountered any early access troubles? Uh, well, one of the more frustrating uh, things that happened to me in the game so far is uh, one the death system in the game basically makes it so whenever you die, uh, you can go back to the site of your death and collect any uh, weapons or anything you had on your body at the time. And uh, one time uh, when Nate and I were playing, I got killed by a troll and I believe he kicked my tombstone into the air and I never got any of my stuff back. And I had been playing for probably about six or eight hours and had a lot of uh, fairly valuable things. So that was frustrating. But that, that, that comes with an early access. Yeah. You know. Other than that, I haven't encountered anything too crazy, I think. Is this game like seven seven days to die? It sounds very similar to that. A little bit. Yes. There's uh, like a day progression system, which doesn't really affect the gameplay too much that I've seen. There's like base building. It's it's third person. It's like if Seven Days to Die were third person Viking style and slightly less brutal. Gotcha. Yes. I agree. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go to another person who I know had some early access blues. Um, Steve, um, do you want to talk about your experience with uh, uh, Valheim? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, again, it's so great to play like a multiplayer game. There's only a handful of them, and it's so much fun to hang out with people, especially, you know, this is like our social activity for the past year. Yeah. <laughs> online games. Right. Um, in the biomes that each have their like own personality. Like when you step into one, like very different feeling and they can have weird shapes too. Like overhead on the map, like you might have like a strip of meadows that go like alongside of a mountain biome and you cross, you know, when you're crossing them, it just like has a weird feel and you can see out into the next one. Um, uh, one nice thing is, uh, although you need to eat in order to like gain health and having a variety of food, uh, makes you have more health. Uh, finding food was never a chore when I played and also food doesn't go bad and, uh, and, and we don't have to drink anything. So I like how they didn't make that such a, a burden <laughs> like it is usually in other games that have you um, eating and drinking. Um, also the combat is is uh you have a stamina bar um and uh there's a parry system 
Um, so if you're if you're quick, you can you can do some parrying with lower level weapons and uh, use skill to get ahead a little faster. Um, you can dodge and fighting trolls and things is, is a lot of fun. Um, even though they can kill you in one hit, <laughs> yeah. it feels so good to kill a troll by dodging under its like massive club and it breaks down the surrounding trees and yeah. And when you summon bosses, the weather changes, like the mood changes. It's, it's a lot of fun to fight in Valheim. Although there isn't a uh, targeting system, which I would have expected, but yeah, I guess a keyboard and mouse really don't need that. Would have been nice though, especially for the people playing with controllers, because there is gamepad support, right? I play with the controller, right? So it makes it pretty hard to be as precise as the keyboard and mouse. Another nice thing, it, there is a base building aspect to it, but when you demolish things, you uh, recover all the resources that it took to build that thing. So you can make mistakes and just like backtrack without having to, you know, go out and grind again. To get more resources right and also um the game itself when you when you uh go to download it it's only one gigabyte it's so That's small surprisingly yeah i was expecting like a 60 gigabyte game and i was surprised <laughs> yeah i don't know what magic they're doing <laughs> i mean i'm sure the random generation of the world uh has to do with it but still the if you zoom out on the map the each world or each server that you're in is massive. Now I do have some criticisms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for one, it can be a little too grindy in times. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you guys agree, especially in the beginning, a lot of time is spent building towards a certain thing or right. collecting some stuff to proceed to like the next interesting moment. So yeah. whether it be like hunting deer or just finding another copper node or, you know, finding iron, if you made it that far, <laughs> it can be yeah. very time consuming. And, um, and, and to make that even worse, the inventory, um, is you've only so many like inventory slots that can hold stacks of things. And then you also have a weight counter and i don't think you need they needed to put both of them in because my inventory slots are just constantly filling up and uh, i feel like it could have been bigger yeah uh, considering the number of trophies that the bad guys drop and it would have been a lot nicer if maybe maybe in the game you can create like some sort of a backpack item um you know kind of like in uh uh don't starve but uh, for now, it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a um, yeah because it, it when you have to grind, let's say you have to like you know chop down wood, you know that's already annoying enough. The fun is exploring and finding new enemies, um, seeing what the next biome is, you know, upgrading your enemies, uh, upgrading your equipment, and fighting enemies. Um, you know, transporting stuff back and forth. Unless it's something like Factorio that you know. The game is around, you know, the game is built around transporting things and moving uh, items around. I don't think it's a, you know, a good mechanic that they put in. And automating but, things too uh, right, would be automated. really, really cool. You know, right. right now I think you have to like put like metal into the smelter and put coal in. And then after like 20 yep. seconds, 
it, it outputs the uh, refined metal, which you have right. to then grab and put inside a, uh, uh, you know, a, a chest or something. And right. uh, it would have been cool if, like, I guess this, this is more like Minecraft, if we could just have it, like, put it in the chest for us. Right. That'd be yeah, nice. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, I, I even tried it. Like, there's the, I think it's a smelter, maybe, that, um, the thing that takes in wood and throws out um, coal. And I tried to put the thing that needs coal in front of it because, you know, it spits it out, but it, it won't work. You know, you can't just, uh, you actually have to pick it up, put it in your inventory, then put it into the next thing, which, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't, for, in my opinion, doesn't add any fun to the game. You know, in, in a game where they, they really let you, do whatever you want. Um, it's a small server. Um, I think you can play up to 10 people maybe on the server. Um, and it's very easy to survive in my opinion, compared to most games. Um, this isn't, it, it doesn't follow along with the, with that like mentality of just like do whatever you want, have fun. This is more just like tedious work. Um, but yeah, did you have anything else, um, about the, uh, game, Steve? I guess um, why you would pick this game up over Minecraft, uh, Seven Days to Die, or um, uh, Conan Exiles is another similar game. Is that this or Rust or Rust? Um, well, okay, so Rust <laughs> Rust is a, <laughs> a, a nightmare, but um, uh, if you're not do- well, even Rust. Um, they're, all their combat systems are not as good as Valheim's. Uh-huh. Um, I felt uh, like this was more uh, closer to something like Dark Souls, minus the the targeting system. Like right. I could dodge around, and and it felt right. Um, it wasn't as clunky as the other uh, survival games tend to be. Um, and then for the final segment, we'll try to keep this one short. Um, some Trader Joe's snacks that we've been having um, that, uh, you know, might be good or might not be good for um, gaming. Um, We'll talk about that. Uh, I'll start. Um, I had the peanut butter and jelly snack duo, um, which I can best describe these as uh, peanut butter and jelly meets Dunkaroos, um, where Dunkaroos are cookies and icing. Um, These are wafers. kind of tube wafers with salty peanut butter in the middle. And then um, they have uh, jelly on the side instead of icing. Um, And they come in really fun single serving packages, which I think is great for like portion control. I think there's about eight wafers in there. Um, They're really like great if you're like a little hungry, um, but you know, just a little snack. Um, They don't seem that unhealthy. Um, I think that I was looking it up. They had 18 grams of sugar, which is a lot. Um, oh no, sorry. They have 21 grams of sugar. Um, and I was comparing those to Dunkaroos, which actually only had 18 grams of sugar. So more sugar in these guys, um, which is not great. But I assume that sugar comes from all the jelly. Um, and I've had about four packages of these. And I normally don't finish all the jelly. So um, hopefully that, you know... I'm hoping that most of the sugar is in the jelly because 
that's a that's quite a lot of sugar for what flavor jelly is it it's raspberry jelly actually which oh wow yeah i don't know what your opinion on raspberry jelly is but i think it's it's pretty bad oh no i love raspberry i used to make my own oh you used to make your own how did you make your own it's really easy. You just, um, so raspberries already have pectin in it, which makes it naturally gelatinous. Oh, wow. I didn't know. So all you got to do is just like boil it, add sugar. And I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Add sugar oh, wow. and like a little bit of lime. Wow. And, uh, and it, yeah. And it becomes like a uh, hardened kind of like jelly. Yeah. 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 You, um, after you, after you boil it and mash it down, once you got to put it in a jar and then boil the jar underwater. Wait, wait, wait. Did right. you say that you were, you had to boil it and mash it? Did you put it in a stew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. I'm sure it would taste good. Yeah, I'll eat that. Raspberry stew. But no, raspberry uh, jelly is good. That's, as long as it's not great, but I'm okay with it. That was actually my nickname in middle school was raspberry stew. Because people thought my name was Stuart. Uh, because I misspoke one time in fifth grade. And Miss McNulty told everyone that my name was Stuart. Right. And she wouldn't listen. Yeah, she was yeah. she was mean. She hated me. Yeah, she sucks. But um, do you mind, Suli, the like seeds in the jelly? Like that's for me that that's the biggest thing. So you could you could you could filter them out. Okay, I keep them in there though because I I think it's fun to eat them. <laughs> but you're 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 like a, a crunchy peanut butter guy, right? So that like, adds more texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also recently learned that people don't eat the seeds in pomegranates, which I thought was insane. I eat the seeds in the pomegranates. Well, I mean, you're supposed to like eat the outside of the seed and then spit the seed out, right? No. Apparently, that's what my entire family does, but I always just eat the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, this, this is odd having two crazy people on the uh, podcast, but it sounds like Steve also eats the seeds. Okay, okay. When yeah. you eat the pomegranate, you have to like take all the seeds out with their little like, you know, juice around them. Yeah. And, and then you have a big bowl of that. And with a spoon, you exactly. just eat it like cereal. Yeah, that's exactly right. Minus the milk. Yeah, I'm the same way with uh, with chicken and bones. I just I enjoy eating the bones. Right, me too. Yeah, me they too. They add that they're just crunchy, crunchy elements that I really think right. chicken lacks sometimes. It's not that right. hard. The seeds yeah. are soft. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally yeah, they get fine. stuck in your teeth. Bones are soft right? too. Yeah, you just floss later. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true, I guess. For for me, uh, I'll never buy raspberry jelly that has seeds because I'm more of a creamy peanut butter guy, and it just messes with the creamy, you know, sandwich thing that oh, I'm going fuck. on. Oh, sorry. Did you spill Did pizza? You, uh, yeah. No. Pizza update? I've actually I've downloaded Civ three and been playing it this entire time. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, just a random uh, rumor just attacked my worker. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, maybe can you tell us how pizza compares, you know, pizza fares as a gamer snack, <laughs> considering you're, uh, you're oh, eating pizza now? It's, it's perfect. That's, yeah, um, yeah I got the thin crust Domino's, which is pretty light pizza. Um, but yeah, it's you just, it's a, you can eat it with one hand. It's right. Yeah, that's ideal. Um, Let's go to Ryan. Um, what have you been snacking on? The Trader Joe's snack of choice for me was the uh, apple cinnamon sticks. And I think they're, they're pretty good. They have a nice balance of apple and cinnamon with a nice crunch. 
Uh, they're, they're small, so they're not, you know, too, uh, too hefty when consuming. Um, but yeah, overall they're, they're pretty snackable. They're easy to eat while, while gaming. So that's always a positive. Uh, and I'd probably give it a solid 7.5 out of 10. Anybody else uh, been snacking on stuff today? Uh, I've got those, uh, I've been eating those cheese logs. It's like these goat cheese logs. Oh yes. That are covered with either, I think that there's a blueberry one, which is what I prefer. And there's also a, a raspberry one. I think it's I a cranberry it's, one. Cranberry? It's cranberry. That's it. Yeah. I think it's cranberry. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. yeah, but they're really good. I'm like not eating, I don't eat carbs Monday through Saturday. Okay. So it's a really good like snack after dinner. If I want to eat something before I, before I go to bed, just, it's really delicious. So that sounds like you're not putting them on crackers. Are you just taking a bite out of the log? I like slice <laughs> them up. Just eating it like a corn on the cob. Yeah, I just I slice up pieces like a like a pepperoni. Yeah. And then I maybe I'll have it like apples or something. Oh, that sounds amazing, actually. It's really good. Wow. Let me try yeah. that. Can you imagine gaming while eating them? No. That's <laughs> a terrible idea. Terrible <laughs> idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're very crumbly. They get everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, the last thing you want is, you know, your hands covered in cheese and then you get attacked by a troll. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want cheesy hands. Cheesy hands, yeah. I agree with that. But they're they're more for like a picnic or like a, a controlled environment. I'd yeah, say. watching TV or something. Yeah, when you have to like, when you have both hands available and you can like enjoy it, and not right. be in the middle of something. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that might be one okay. of my uh, like quirks with Valheim is the fact that you can't pause the game, which I mean mm-hmm. makes sense for a. Uh, you know, multiplayer game. But if I'm playing single player or if I'm the host uh, and like something comes up and I want to, you know, take like a, a minute break or something that I feel like, you know, having the pause mechanic would be super helpful. Yeah, I agree. At least if you're a host, you should be able to pause. It. Yeah. Or maybe you can go and cocoon somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Steve, any gamer snacks doesn't have to be Trader Joe's related. Well, um, I, I was going to pick one from Aldi's. It was like the one thing that Trader Joe's owns. Oh, I don't have any Trader Joe's experience. Um, we felt it was important to bring a outside perspective onto the podcast to represent the population. That's compliment to the viewership, you know, to ground. They, they've, all, they, they've all stopped uh, listening, you know, <laughs> when you said that. Yeah. So my opinion doesn't matter, but, um, uh, when I went to Aldi's, uh, they had this delicious peach candy. It's called a uh, Kasuga gummy candy. And gummies are just perfect because they're not um, messy. And you can't have just one. So uh, you eat the whole bag. And yeah, they're perfect. <laughs> They've got this like really nice uh, peach flavor to them. I've only tried the peach flavor, by the way. There's many flavors. What uh, What gamer score would you give them? A gamer score. Um, yeah. I'll give the a gamer score of five out of five. Okay. Five out of five. <laughs> so perfect for gaming. Seven point yeah, five I mean, out of seven point eight seven five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to tune in in a couple of weeks where we'll be reviewing the game. It takes two. That's a co-op game that actually takes two to play. Well, have a good day.
And remember, keep it Joe's. Wait, did everyone leave? <laughs>